section ten of the lane that had no turning this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kate fallis the lane that had no turning and other tales concerning the people of pontiac by gilbert parker the marriage of the miller medallion put it into his head on the day that benoit and annette were married see said medallion annette wouldn't have you and quite right and she took what was left of that benoit who will laugh at you over his mush and milk benoit will want flour some day with no money the old man chuckled and rubbed his hands that's nothing he has the girl an angel good enough that is what i said of her an angel get married yourself ferrette for reply ferrette thrust a bag of native tobacco into medallion's hands then they went over the names of the girls in the village medallion objected to those for whom he wished a better future but they decided at last on julie lachance who medallion thought would in time profoundly increase ferrette's respect for the memory of his first wife for julie was not an angel then the details were ponderously thought out by the miller and ponderously acted upon with the dry approval of medallion who dared not tell the cure of his complicity though he was without compunction he had a sense of humour and knew there could be no tragedy in the thing for julie but the miller was a careful man and original in his methods he still possessed the wardrobe of the first wife carefully preserved by his sister even to the wonderful grey watered poplin which had been her wedding dress these he had taken out shaken free of cayenne camphor and lavender and sent upon the back of parpon the dwarf to the house where julie lodged she was an orphan following himself with a statement on brown paper showing the extent of his wealth and a parcel of very fine flour from the new stones in his mill all was spread out and then he made a speech describing his virtues and condoning his one offence of age by assuring her that every tooth in his head was sound this was merely the concession of politeness for he thought his offer handsome julie slyly eyed the wardrobe and a slyly smiled and then imitating ferrette's manner though ferrette could not see it and parpon spluttered with laughter said monsieur you are a great man the grey poplin is noble also the flower and the writing on the brown paper monsieur you go to mass and all your teeth are sound you have a dog churn also three feather beds and five rag carpets you have sat on the grand jury monsieur i have a dot i accept you monsieur i will keep the brown paper and the grey poplin and the flower then with a grave elaborate bow monsieur 
that was the beginning and end of the courtship for though ferrette came every sunday evening and smoked by the fire and looked at julie as she arranged the details of her dowry he only chuckled and now and again struck his thigh and said mon dieu the ankle the eye the good child julie there then he would fall to thinking and chuckling again one day he asked her to make him some potato cakes of the flour he had given her her answer was a catastrophe she could not cook she was even ignorant of buttermilk pudding he went away overwhelmed but came back some days afterwards and made another speech he had laid his plans before medallion who approved of them he prefaced the speech by placing the blank marriage certificate on the table then he said that his first wife was such a cook that when she died he paid for an extra mass and twelve very fine candles he called upon parpon to endorse his words and parpon nodded to all he said but catching julie's eye went off into gurgles of laughter which he pretended were tears by smothering his face in his capote mademoiselle said the miller i have thought some men go to the avocat or the cure with great things but i have been a pilgrimage i have sat on the grand jury there mademoiselle his chest swelled he blew out his cheeks he pulled parpon's ear as napoleon pulled murat's mademoiselle elance babette the sister of my first wife oh she is a great cook also well she was pouring into my plate the soup there is nothing like pea-soup with a fine lump of pork and thick molasses for the buckwheat cakes mademoiselle allance just then i thought it is very good you shall see you shall learn how to cook babette will teach you babette said many things i got mad and spilt the soup mademoiselle eh holy what a turn has your waist at length he made it clear to her what his plans were and to each and all she consented but when he had gone she sat and laughed till she cried and for the hundredth time took out the brown paper and studied the list of ferrette's worldly possessions the wedding day came julie performed her last real act of renunciation when in spite of the protests of her friends she wore the grey watered poplin made modern by her own hands the wedding day was the anniversary of ferrette's first marriage and the cure faltered in the exhortation when he saw that ferrette was dressed in complete mourning even to the crape hat streamers as he said out of respect for the memory of his first wife and as a kind of tribute to his second at the wedding breakfast where medallion and parpon were in high glee ferrette announced that he would take the honeymoon himself and leave his wife to learn cooking from old babette so he went away alone cheerfully with hymenial rice falling in showers on his mourning garments and his new wife was as cheerful as he and threw rice also she learned how to cook and in time ferrette learned 
that he had his one true inspiration when he wore mourning at his second marriage end of section ten